Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. The two-hour premiere event of Superman and Lois airs Tuesday, February 23rd, or you can stream free next day on The CW app. Wait, I never realized that they're both mononymous. Like, name another Lois. Legendary character actress Lois Smith, YA novelist Lois Lowry. <laughs> I mean, I guess I just proved your point. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And how about those Buccaneers? You had to they like who Google who was playing to say that. <laughs> I thought the Patriots. Bobby was won. like, "Wait, but Tom Brady, the Patriots won." And I was like, "No, he doesn't play for them anymore." And Bobby's like, "No, but the pa- Tom Brady. They're talking about Tom Brady." <laughs> Like, no, I didn't know. I like didn't. The watch. men change teams sometimes. I did watch the men. Change, the men change teams. They sometimes change teams. We all it know really that men sometimes change. Teams. How it's all about like the party and the snacks for me to that I yeah. just straight up did not watch it. Like have no interest in it. Like nope. that did did not even really care without the kind of accoutrement of the Super Bowl. This year was truly a wash. Anytime I've ever regretted the Super Bowl, I was regretting the party. I was regretting the, the the event I didn't go to, the people I didn't see. I've never once regretted like not knowing or knowing who the MVP right. was. You but know? it was a great year to be off Super Bowl because nothing yeah. really was missed. It was not kind of one of those years that I don't think everybody will be talking about. Tom Brady won. Mm-hmm. The halftime show wasn't even... Mm, that was it was the weekend, so it was kind of like okay, I guess you know felt very. It was weird. Down it wasn't it, it. Well, the it it was fine. The halftime show was fine. He was fine. That I did watch that afterwards. It looked like an award. It was like a VMA's performance. But aside from the growing momentum of like knowing his songs and being like, wow, the weekend has a lot of like hit songs. That's incredible. It is weird to me that the very family friendly NFL or whatever, chose an artist whose aesthetic generally, and you could ask anyone, is like cocaine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is his vibe. He's literally, he wore one costume the entire time and it's a like red blazer. Looks it's like, his look. It's like a Reno or Vegas uh, craps dealer a costume, mm-hmm. you know, with plastic surgery bandages. It just feels weird to me because he's, to me, seemingly like one of the worst family-friendly artists that you could get without choosing somebody who's swearing, literally swearing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. The funniest tweet that I saw about this was like, yes, it's the Pepsi halftime show, but it was brought to you by Coke. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like... Right, like... I don't remember who tweeted He literally that. plays a character that he is partially pulling from in Uncut Gems that is like a coked-up version of himself. He plays mm-hmm. himself. Yo, someone pass a week in the mic. Where the fuck's the black light? What's going on back there? No, I asked for black light. I'm not performing until there's fucking black light on this fucking statue. Put on the black light! 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 I like The weekend, but I do feel like this is probably the hooeyest uh, solo with no guests halftime performer that we've ever experienced. And I was looking back mm-hmm. at all the other performers, and I was like... Yeah. I mean, everyone else who would maybe be someone who I would put at the weekend's level would, was a guest or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we've, they've had guests that are bigger than the weekend, which I thought just thought was funny. I, I mean, I, I find the whole thing weird. And I feel like at one point, there's going to be like some long read about what led to the weekend doing Super Bowl 2021. Because right. it's really, right. I mean, it is really bizarre when you look at just last year, Shakira and J-Lo. How do you go from that, like two humongous stars, to one pretty big star? What's funny is last year we were confused as why they were doing it together. That was the problem. It was two. It was two star studded. These two Mm -hmm. women are sharing the spotlight. How dare they? And it turned out to be amazing. It was perfect. Perfect Mm halftime show. Incredible. Great guests, et cetera. But this felt like the opposite where there wasn't enough um, star power and mm-hmm. he could have used the guests i thought even if they weren't even even if it was like rosalia which he just released a like a, a remix of one of his songs like something like that i was just like where is that star power but then you can't really bemoan them because you're like i don't really want anyone to be there the, what it made me think about is who should have who should do it and who would be great who has the songs and the aesthetic and the excitement is drake and i don't know why it wasn't drake because I was thinking because they're both Canadian. Also, Drake's on a fucking state farm ad. Why isn't he performing in the Super Bowl halftime show? Hold on. Is that Drake? That's right. 
and Drake from State Farm. Like, like a, a good, good neighbor. neighbor. Like, like a, a good, good neighbor. neighbor. Stand-ins don't have lines. Oh, okay. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He probably got more money for the State Farm ad. He definitely did. I don't think they pay for the Super Bowl halftime show. I think that's free. Um, I mean, the best thing to come out of the weekend doing the Super Bowl was his was the revelation about the Grammys. Was him being able to like take the Grammys to yeah to the table and say like you know what you did this you 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 all are a scam. True. I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna get more attention for it. And he did. And then because of it, the weekend able. He is a them. We understand that. That's fine. But I did think it was funny. I, I, I had That's a feeling that fine. this would happen. And so I did some quick Googling. But I had a feeling that there would be a lot of who is the weekend uh, articles. There would be a lot of who is the weekend articles anyway. Yeah. But what I didn't really expect was for all of those articles to be on sports publications. There was one on SB Nation. There was one on Sports Illustrated. There was one on Sporting News, which I never heard of, but I guess it counts. And then there was one on the CBS Sports website, which is like, who is this person? When he is arguably one of the biggest stars in the world at this point, musicians in the world. Yeah, but I still think there's something kind of mysterious about him. He uses a moniker. I think mm -hmm. he, it's weird. I, he has this air of mystery, even though I agree with you. You know, when I saw him a million years ago at the Bowery Ballroom, he performed like backwards. He was so shy. Mm -hmm. And now he has like a great stage presence. He, he really is a good performer, but I also still think there's some sort of like kind of fog around him, which maybe he likes and I think is actually really good for a performer. I think to it's have. what he's going for, yeah. But it makes it for things like this. Although I feel like if there was any doubt as to who he was, the Super Bowl kind of took him to the next level. And maybe that's what he was mm -hmm. going for. It's like, oh well, this is the biggest platform in the world. This is the biggest stage I could ever get on. So fuck the Grammys and I'm taking my, you know, Super Bowl spot. And he got a meme. He got a meme out of it. Good for him. He got a lot of memes. He got a lot of memes. But the one of him running around. Yeah, with his face in the with the, the close up or whatever. His face in close up running through the hall of mirrors or whatever. I know. And it's funny because the end when they break into blinding lights and they're all dancing on the on the field, you're like, this is mm -hmm. an undeniable hit. Like this really is a That fuck was the best you part obviously. To the Grammys because you're like, this song is incredible and this kind of was all over the place this year. So how dare they kind of snub this if if you care about the Grammys, which you shouldn't. Which you shouldn't. And then you have a little screen grab of John Travolta dancing with his daughter. Another high point from the from the Super Bowl, well, John Travolta dancing with Ella. Other than Rebel Wilson, who Super Bowl who attended the Super Bowl <laughs> and put out the weirdest content around it. I'm sorry. I'm just so I'm so creeped out by her overall. The only other celebrity Super Bowl moments were in the ads. And those are always kind of the things that people talk about. You know, like Nick Jonas gets old in an ad for like Drexatril. And like John Travolta and his daughter Ella like do the grease dance in an ad for like Tostitos. You know, it's always the weirdest. Drake from State Farm. Timothy Chalamet's <laughs> Edward Scissorhands. Okay. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Thank I mean, they're, you. they're fun because they're on theme and it's really the night of the year where it's acceptable to be like, that Toyota ad was great. You know, like, when do you ever say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh, what an amazing ad by like Clorox. Incredible. Thoughtful. <laughs> what an amazing ad. Oh, there was a Reddit ad that was just a JPEG. Like, oh, <gasps> incredible. Believe. Amazing. I liked when Lindsay goes, what about that new M. Night Shyamalan movie? And I was like, excuse me, because I was not watching the Super Bowl oh, yeah, last there night. there was a trailer for an M. Night Shyamalan. And she was like, you know, Gael Garcia, Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creeps getting old. And I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then you Google it, and it's literally Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creeps getting old on an island. And they get old. <laughs> Liza Scanlon's there. She's getting old. They're all just getting old. At one point, you have to play the clip of Vicky Creeps of Phantom Thread fame for my threadheads out there. Vicky Creeps goes, you, goes, you were six years old this morning. He was six years old this morning. <laughs> you were six years old this morning. So in case you missed the Super Bowl, that's what you missed. You missed the ads. Yeah. You missed a M. Night Shyamalan trailer for old. And you missed the weekend doing the halftime show. Doing the halftime show. Let's move on to some who's. Uh, we don't have to talk much about this. I just like like that it seems like the saga is officially over. Hilaria Baldwin. I want you to oh. notice how quickly people stopped talking about it. 
well yeah yes and i think people stopped talking about it and she wants more attention so she released <laughs> this you know i but think she loved when people were talking about her even though they nobody were talking was about talking about her before it and then people were talking about her and then they stopped and it's not like one of those things where oh thank god people stopped talking about this because nobody was talking about her before so she might miss some of the attention even though it was negative this is it that's what i'm saying she liked the attention even though it was negative yeah i think you're right she liked it and so she releases this creepy photo obvious like honestly that looks like a drone shot in a living room overhead of all of them lying on the floor all of them by which i mean hilaria alec and then their 100 children all on this rug and she writes five 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 kids I've spent the last month listening, reflecting, and asking myself how I can learn and grow. Same. My parents raised my brother and me with two cultures, American and Spanish, and I feel a true sense of belonging to both. The way I've spoken about myself and my deep connection to two cultures could have been better explained. (laughs) (laughs) I should have been more clear, and I'm sorry. I'm proud of the way I was raised. And I'm sorry. Also, really quickly, a quick interruption. You weren't... (laughs) You went to Spain sometimes. Like, you weren't Stop. there all the okay, time but until you, have you were to, older. Don't, okay. you have to just yes, take fine. this face value okay. because it's sure. like, okay. it's one of those things where now that I'm reading it, it's like no one's going to even remember what she did because she, she actually did a good job at like the separation from the issue, you know, because this reads very face value as not problematic. What could she have done so wrong? Why can't... <laughs> Why can't yeah, she raise did, her kids if you like, didn't know anything else. in two cultures, you know? Yeah, if you didn't know anything else, you'd be like, what's the problem, you know? but Cancel I mean, culture. People are being so mean to her. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it almost feels, it's kind of, yes. yeah, I don't know. It definitely feels it's, like a door closing. It's smart in its way. It ends being vulnerable and pushing ourselves to learn and grow is what we've built our community on. But it's over. It's over. We don't have to talk about it anymore. We're moving on. Who are we talking about now? To the next topic. And it's like half sad, but also half kind of silly and stupid, which I think is kind of our wheelhouse. But we do have to acknowledge that it's a little sad. It's a little sad. And I think Sophie would think it's like, would find the humor in this. Sophie would absolutely find the humor in this. Oh, I think so too. I think so too. So I don't know if you've read or heard. You probably read, but maybe didn't click any further, which is fine. That Sophie, a musician who has worked with Charlie XEX, written a bunch of pop songs for so many people, all your faves. She died uh, a few, a week ago now? Was it a week, two weeks ago? A week ago. It's a, it was like a week and a half she ago. She died in a yeah. really sad accident, and it's just been like reverberating through the music community, and everyone's kind of come out and just been like, this is just so sad. Sophie was such a wonderful collaborator and such a wonderful person, and it's been really sad to see because I think Sophie was kind of behind the scenes a little bit, and that's mm-hmm. how she liked it, but had kind of a big coming out. She released uh, It's All Right to Cry in an EP in which that she was on and used her own voice, which is interesting because she was always distorting her voice before then in her music Mm -hmm. so that was huge and it got a huge a really great reception it was incredible work so it was like wow such like lost potential and she worked with like all of your faves she worked with all of your faves so much she wrote she wrote bitch i'm madonna that's like one of her she produced it bitch i'm madonna she also she also produced one of our one uh, a song from the who weekly canon vroom vroom i know so you know why does vroom vroom sound like the way it does because of Sophie. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. So anyways, people were saying, people were really thinking about Charlie XCX, who is somebody who is close with Sophie, has produced a lot of, of Charlie's music. And people were thinking about her, fa- Charlie's fans were thinking about Charlie. Like, oh, I hope that she's mm-hmm. okay. Which is like really sweet and kind of like the best fan reaction you can have in terms of all of them you know that one's an actually nice one i would say and charlie's always been someone who's very open about like she acknowledges her collaborators she's she's all about like the community of people who co- oh, who yeah. like help her create her music so totally. there was there was something specific about this Okay, so here's the part that's a little bit funny where I guess her fans, Charlie's fans, the Angels, were tweeting hashtag here for Charlie or they were saying we're here for you, Charlie. We support you. We love you. Da, da, da. Meanwhile, we have another Charlie in the game right now who's arguably more famous, but I would say is more of a flash in the pan than Charlie XCX. And it is Charlie D'Amelio, a.k.a. TikTok's number one kind of TikTok person. 
I, w- I wouldn't even mm-hmm. call her a breakout of TikTok because she has yet to do something outside the platform that is relevant. Do you know what I mean? Even though she's mm-hmm. famous within the platform. She's also known in some circles as whole milk and three pumps of caramel swirl. We, oh, uh, oh, right. Her big breakout was technically the Dunkin' Donuts like spawn. Yes, that was really her biggest is. moment in my life, which was that she had a Dunkin' Donuts drink that I drank a few times. So shout whole out brew, to the Whole brew, whole milk, three pumps of caramel. So... People were tweeting here for Charlie. Charlie D'Amelio sees here for Charlie and tweets, this tweet is now deleted. Thank God. I am looking through the here for Charlie hashtag and oh my goodness, you are all so sweet to me. You have no idea how much your kind words warm my heart. I am so lucky to have you all by my side. I love you, Biebs. Heart, heart. And everybody was like, wrong, Charlie. We're not, these are not for this you. This isn't about you. This, this isn't is about you, Charlie. You. It's absurd that that she thought it was for her. She didn't do one Google, did not even click the hashtag, I bet. She would have seen why people were tweeting here for Charlie. Right? I mean, in that weird Twitter social language where it's like, people are tweeting uh, at the singer Charlie XCX after whatever, whatever. Like, she would have seen the explanation in the trending list. Right. Right. But she didn't do the work. I actually did a little research on that to see when the here for Charlie hashtag kind of quote unquote started. And only one person used it before... Um, this past week. So One. so I don't think it One. actually was big or relevant or anything before that. This really was a Charlie XCX thing. And then all of Charlie XCX's fans were like, go away to Charlie D'Amelio. And it was pretty funny, I have to say. It was funny. It's also a funny intersection because, or lack of an intersection, because they're really, I can't see there being much overlap between Charlie fans and Charlie XCX fans. No. And not only that, like, I can see there being active hostility between those two fandoms. It, it like, really is. Not just a lack of an overlap, but, like, there's not, there's not, like, joy between those two groups of people. Right. Right. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, somebody who is a Charlie D'Amelio fan had never heard of Charlie XCX. Uh-uh. Exactly. Exactly. Which, you know, would it would not surprise me. And maybe the other way around, although I don't think so, because I think Charlie XCX fans are well-versed in culture, well-versed They're in, tuned in. Yeah. They and they've made they their know. decisions, and they've picked their Charlie, and their Charlie is not D'Amelio. Their Charlie is XCX, yeah. and they are here for Charlie XCX. I mean, there's XCX. only one good choice, and I've also made my my <laughs> choice. You can guess who it, who it would be. So We know which Charlie we've chosen. This sad moment turned into kind of a weird internet flop moment for Charlie D'Amelio, which I have to say, I gave gave me a giggle. And I do, and I really do think that, like, Sophie was, Sophie had a sense of humor, you know? Yeah. Sophie would have laughed at this. Sophie's music had a sense of humor. Hey, kitty. Hey, kitty. Yeah, yeah, there's something I want to say. Moving on, Karuchi is single. I bring this up because I stand Karuchi. Karuchi's I'm, single. I Karuchi. Am I supposed to be like, Karuchi's single? Karuchi's single. <laughs> Karuchi Tran broke up with Victor Cruz. We talked about them, I think, when they got together like three years ago. I forgot that you stand Karuchi. Well, I stand Karuchi f- for reasons I can't really even explain at this point. Because she made tacos on YouTube. She and made you tacos love it. this one time, and I love it. Yeah, that's why. That's well. The problem is I can't explain it. It's just an embarrassing explanation. But yeah, Karuchi is single. She, ever since we started talking about her, she's gone on to like become actually like a lot more famous than she was a few years ago. But like still, when she started dating Victor. Sure, but not still that famous. But still not that not famous. still that famous. But I think now she's a like a legit like TV star. Klaus is, is a is a is a hit and she mm-hmm. is a star mm-hmm. of it. But she dated this guy Victor Cruz and I forgot who he was and he's a sport. He's a, he's sport. a sport guy too. He's, he's a sport, sport guy. He played for the Patriots. He retired, which I love. I love when fo- football players are you like, I don't want to do this to my brain anymore. Yeah, I oh, love it. Oh, okay, that's why you love it. Okay, got it. He's like, I don't want to do this to my brain anymore. And now he's just a TV correspondent. So I was reading some story about him and they were like, they referred to him as an e-news correspondent. And I was like, are they referring to Karuchi? Well, to be fair, a lot of sports people do like TV announcing or commentary for sports places. But going to the e, being an e correspondent really is like a shift. Oh, okay. So Victor, you're a chef now? (laughs) I wouldn't necessarily. Okay. Whoa. Let's be clear. 
He's not Whenever a chef. Whenever Liliana puts both hands up, you know you got to stop. Y'all, but. you know, like, this is what my mom taught me when she's, like, ready to, like, come and be like, uh-uh, Mija, that is not right. Victor <laughs> just started cooking, like, last week, and I do think that the reason he's cooking is because of Karuchi. Wow, I'm getting just all my business is just out here now. It's, it's, it's out here. It is what it is. You no, but she's absolutely, she's, she's absolutely correct. Um, I've been here with my daughter, and I've been, you know, fortunate just to spend more time with her, period. And with that, and obviously being in quarantine, you have to kind of fend for yourself a little bit, and you have to cook and make things happen. So I've just been putting my best foot forward, and my girlfriend's been helping me, kind of giving me literally step-by-step -step tutorials on different meals. And last night I made shrimp tacos and ground turkey tacos. I was like, he's an e-correspondent. Then I Googled it and quickly saw a video of him on Daily Pop yesterday teaching like the e-people how to hold a football. And it was like, now let's throw it over to our very own Victor Cruz. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Love that. Respect um, that. So he's a TV personality. They broke up and I thought it was very sweet because there's, I like when there's a breakup with zero animosity. Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's, I mean, yes, maybe it's breakups are bad because people did bad things and it looks like here no one did a bad thing. And not only do pe they're just not super famous or the two of them, especially Karuchi, but like it's just this easy conversation that they had with people. It says, an insider told the outlet E on Friday regarding the split, they will always wish the best for each other. That's it. Then the last thing I'll say is because I mentioned the shrimp tacos or Lindsay mentioned the tacos. This is the reason I love Karuchi. But he said this in an interview. I'm buying different meats and fish and she's literally on FaceTime walking me through things. And it comes out great. I'm an expert at turkey tacos. And I was like, I know that tacos are Karuchi's specialty turkey because in tacos. 2015. Well, shrimp tacos are Karuchi's specialty because oh. in August 2015, she posted a video that said coming soon, taco night at Karuchi's. And it took us four months to get the actual taco night at Karuchi's video. You'll never, you'll never let her forget that it took her four months to get the actual to give us the taco it night, took taco four Tuesdays night, <laughs> to go from a teaser of Karuchi making shrimp tacos with her friends to the actual full video. And it doesn't even mean that it took four months for her to have taco night. She had the footage. It took her four months to edit the footage into two and a half minutes of taco night. I love your tacos. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching Cooking with Kylie and Karuchi. Check back, we might have some more. Thanks! <laughs> I hope you like my tacos. I love them! <laughs> also, this shady, this shady kicker, Tran famously dated Chris Brown before her relationship I know, I hate it, with the former Giant star. It's like, oh, she remembers and we remember too. So yeah, let's to not. Remind us. Okay, moving on. This is interesting because basically we were talking about somebody who showed up again, but in a new way, which is Billy Piper, who we mentioned. Oh, did we mention on the Patreon? On or the here? Patreon. Oh, on we were Patreon talking about only. Billy Piper briefly because Bobby watched the Billy Piper show that's on HBO Max. I hate Susie. And you really liked which it. Which is good. She was doing press and she accidentally said that Kylie Minogue was engaged. And then Kylie Minogue had to like do major damage control to be like, we're not engaged. We're not engaged. Which is <laughs> funny to me. But Billy Piper, like, definitely said, quote, my PR rang through my hospital to fill some blanks. I'd been carried out of the club by a man, apparently. A hero or a pest, I wondered. It's always hard to tell. Later, I'd find out his name is Paul, like my dad. He's Welsh, works for GQ, and will in time become a dear friend, a blinding success, and Kylie Minogue's fiancé, hero, not pest. Kylie knows. So she's telling a very sweet story, actually, about when she was... 18 and she collapsed in the club from her days Diet of Diet Coke Cokes and Marlboro, and Marlboro Lights and she she got picked up and saved by this really sweet man and it turns out he worked at GQ and became Kylie Minogue's fiance then Kylie Minogue had to come out and say he's not my fucking fiance we're not engaged <laughs> we're not engaged they've been together for a long time though they've been together for a while yes but yes they're not engaged they're not engaged the weird thing was this 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 part here because the Daily Mail said that Paul's stepmother and again he's the creative director at GQ like UK he's had the same job for like 20 years that that's all that's it he's a magazine guy and he looks just like you would think the creative director at GQ looks so there you have it that's what he looks like but they talked to the stepmother Gloria and it says it says she was thrilled and excited I think they were like what do you think your your right. stepson's I engaged think they just she was went like oh directly yes? to her and she was like I didn't know that because of course it's not true so oh I didn't know that like that's so great that's so exciting 
so the first time you read it, it's like, oh, it's the stepmother. She's confirming it. But it really sounds like she didn't know. And they called her and she was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, I guess. Like she knew about Kylie, it seems. Cool. Right. I I guess I'm excited. I like her. the opposite of a confirmation that that the woman was like, who? Okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. I don't think Mm -hmm. so. But you know what I mean? Like she really didn't confirm it for them. That's really, then they just ran it. My favorite um, thing that this leads to is, so when this happens on on Google News, you were getting all of the stories. If you search like Kylie Minogue on Google News when this was happening, currently all the stories are about like how it's a correction. But whenever the correction was still sort of being corrected, Mm -hmm. it was just a mishmash of like, Kylie Minogue is engaged. Kylie Minogue is not engaged. Kylie Minogue says she's not engaged. Kylie Minogue is engaged. And then there's the one that's Kylie Minogue engaged but engaged is in quotes which is i guess a way to get around it and that always cracks me up kylie minogue engaged to welsh boyfriend paul solomons and when you click it it has all the context of like she might not actually be engaged but Uh, billy piper said she was engaged uh she clarified with a tweet hashtag lovers we all love love but rumors are getting out of hand paul is heart emoji we are smiling heart emoji but not ring emoji you are all clap emoji, and we heart emoji you. Okay. <laughs> she uses Echophone. Remember that app? Echophone? <laughs> yeah, I used it on my Blackberry. Isn't it funny that Kelly Minogue uses Echophone? Yeah, I haven't used funny. Echophone since 2001, 2011. Paul is heart. We are heart face, but not ring. <laughs> this reminds me of one of those like teen spread <laughs> chain letters that's like, happy hose giving <laughs> or whatever, you know? She's not engaged. Fine, fine. She's not engaged. Fine, I don't... You know who is engaged? Fine. You know who is engaged? Do you know who is seemingly, engaged? Seemingly, seemingly. No, sorry. Seemingly engaged. They're seemingly engaged. Every headline has been saying they're seemingly engaged. Seemingly engaged. That's a new one. Is that a new one or is that just one we haven't seen in a while? Well, we've seen... We've seemingly has been used a lot recently when stuff is not fully like... Like Jojo Siwa is seemingly gay. Like that has happened. Yeah over the past few weeks this new seemingly it's basically allegedly without the tone the defensive tone (laughs) right so what so what we need is for the algorithm to serve aaron Rodgers a shirt that says best best shailene woodley's fiance ever and then he can wear it on the jimmy valentine exactly okay we're not there quite yet yeah we're not there quite yet but aaron Rodgers, while accepting MVP, MVP award MVP for award. sport. <laughs> MVP award for sport. Yeah. MVP. While well, well, accepting the 2021 MVP award for sport. He wasn't Aaron playing Rogers, in the Super Bowl, to be clear. Did you know that? Right. That's what confused me. Okay. If he, he got, if he's not. He's on the Packers. Well, then why did he win most valuable player? He obviously isn't that valuable if he wasn't a Super Bowl. Okay. You know what? You make a good point. Ugh. You make How a valuable point. are you, Aaron Rodgers, with the D? Okay, so Aaron Rodgers got MVP. He gave the weirdest speech he of got, all time. Truly one of the weirdest, the weirdest speeches. Speech. Not to mention his head is floating like a CGI little head in the field. Over a CGI field that has no people in it, which, again, <laughs> I respect. So it's like, Which, again, I fully support and love. Sport people are like, I think like you got the sport people saying, Aaron Rodgers is engaged. He mentioned that he's engaged on... His MVP, because who else is watching him except the award for MVP of the year award? Of, right. For the sports. sports people tweeted it first, and then the pop people were like, Shailene we're Woodley. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's what? And so right. we watched we, the video. Honestly, it was kind of nice because the sports people and the pop people, the people, there are some people who are both, but some of us had to work together <laughs> to figure out what was going on here, you know? There's some, there are some people who are both. There yeah. are people who are both. I know. I understand. Uh-huh. And I don't wanna, if you are I don't both, erase I the respect you both. because you keep a lot in yeah. your brain. You know, and I barely can keep what I'm eating for lunch in my brain, let alone who Shailene Woodley is, you know? So he says, thank you to all these people. And he's thanking all these people on and off the field. So he thanks the people on the field, his team, you know. <laughs> who else is pack, on the Packers. field? <laughs> and then he's thanking people off the field. And it's sure. like, it's like Ben and Joey and... Kelly and, and Jody Foster Craig and something and then he goes and Jody Foster full name and you're like what and I, in my mind I was like lol he thanked Jody Foster the <laughs> actress slash director that's probably uh you know the name of his physical therapist no. right like he's not definitely thanking Jody Foster <laughs> then I realized Jody Foster is the co-star of Shailene Woodley in the Mauritanian the Manitolonian what's it called the man the Mauritanian the man the Mantalorian the man 
the man Mara, the Mauritanian. Mauritanian. I know how to say it now. You fucked me up. The Mauritanian. The Mauritanian. When, okay, so yeah, so Jodie Foster like, is the co-star of Shailene Woodley in the Mauritanian. And so he's literally thanking Jodie Foster, and then at the end he's like, "Oh, and I thank my fiance, mm-hmm. my fiance." Mm-hmm. He doesn't name my fiance, Shailene Woodley, star of Big Little Lies and The Spectacular. Now, but we know it's Shailene Woodley because last week E News called them low key, not so low key now. <sighs> we know, we know that they're together because E! News called them low-key last week. Okay. And then at the end of the story, he says this. I took a screen grab of this part of this video because this proves it. This proves it. Off the field, I got a great great group of people that support me. So I'd like to thank my team. Off the field, Ryan, Tommy, Lennon, Rebecca, Adam, Oliver, and Emil, Debbie, Jody Foster, Chas, Ed B, The Dungeon, Papa, Andy and Sue, Dr. E, the Pygmalion crew, Dave and Todd, Torpedo, Joey, AJ, Pat, and all the boys there, my fiance. Uh, they only gave me a minute to do this, so I just need to wrap this up real quick. There's so many more people that I'm thankful for, but just encourage people to read books, to meditate, speak things to life, manifest the desires of your heart, question everything, and spread love and positivity. Thank you so much. Peace. If there's anything I know about Shailene Woodley, is that she reads, she manifests, she meditates and she eats clay. So he didn't say he eats clay now, but he basically said it. He basically said it. I mean, that's how you say it without saying it. He that's said it without saying say it. You... He said it without saying it. He probably eats clay. Definitely. He so they're definitely together. I mean, they're engaged. Clay. That's exciting. Never forget Just he that. dated Olivia Munn. He dated Danica McPatrick. And the last person she dated was some guy she met in Fiji. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to just God. Just like a guy who lives there? Yeah, just a guy. Remember, he was like a he was like a rugby guy. Oh. Like a really hot rugby yeah. guy. She was dating him for a second. And like, I don't know why anyone cared. But this, people care. These are two, I would say, relatively boring people together. I feel like they'll have a nice, long, boring love. Boring mm-hmm. to us. Boring to us. Sorry. Although I guess this segment wasn't as boring as I thought. My dad told me I'm not welcome home for Thanksgiving this year. That's not a part of my job. Get out. What? You want turkey and pumpkin pie with mom and dad and Uncle Joe? Go on, get out. Go home. You can't win a case if you don't believe your own. I'm not trying to leave. Stop wasting my time. Get out. Okay, speaking of relationships that shook us, last night during the Super Bowl, us Weekly tried to tweet this and thought that I wouldn't notice. Thought that I wouldn't notice that Maud's son is dating Avril Lavigne. These two. Maud's son, who's dated literally almost every person who I've seen in Us Weekly, like just truly uh, has a track record that it's like people you've never heard. You know, it's like Tana from YouTube. Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Remember, that was a, they were dating for a long time. And Those then, are the only two exes I can name, actually, Tana and Bella Thorne. Well, he was spotted with, um, I bet I can find it in one Google. Demi Lovato. Thank you. He was spotted in the car with Demi Lovato, who I believe are friends. But I was like, no, for a minute. But apparently he moved on from Demi Lovato or just got involved with Avril Lavigne. They have a song together called Flames, which if you heard it, you'd be like. Set me on fire. (laughs) But she, but you could argue that she finally did find her actual skater boy because of all the people that she has dated. Well, actually, what about the guy from Sum 41? He was a skater boy. Was a fake skater boy. (gasps) I think he looked like a skater boy. I don't think he actually was a skater boy. How are you going to make that accusation? I think he had a skater boy aesthetic. How are you going to make that accusation? Because I feel like there was a, I feel like that was a whole, that was a whole issue. Like, was he actually a skater boy? I don't think so. Well, I think my son is actually actually a skater. Yeah. So she finally got her skater boy, and it is Maud Sun. Thirty-six. He's thirty-three. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Love that. And I hate this. His tattoo is disgusting. He already got his, his her name tattooed on the back of his neck. And the A. 
Avril, the A is an anarchy A. I think the A might have already been there. That's my guess. And he just wrote so Avril. So he got Vril? Yeah, he got Vril he just next got Vril? to it. He just put Vril oh, next no. to the A. At some point, like, grow up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you don't get to date Avril Lavigne and talk about anarchy, you know? Like, absolutely not. Like, Avril Lavigne, there's no part of Avril Lavigne that represents anarchy. Nothing. I know, it's absolutely true. Like, nothing. if anything, like, the true heads do know that actually dating Avril Lavigne kind of goes against this claim that you mm-hmm. are anarchy, you know, because she really is the opposite of anarchy. Sorry. You don't get to be, like, rich and going out in Beverly Hills and be like, yeah, it's anarchy. I'm dating Avril Lavigne. Like, no, none of it goes together. You know what Avril's song is underrated? She had one, like, kind of With you? It's a damn song. cold night? Trying no, to no, get no. Me no. That, I'm not light. talking about the stuff that everybody liked. We all liked those songs. But she had a later song in her career that I think was ignored called Rock and Roll. Terrible name. But it's kind of a uh, good song. I liked that song. Yeah, I I, I liked that song. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're going to tell you about a new show called Jocular, hosted by ER Fightmaster, whom we've talked about on the podcast before, T.N. Tran and Katie Kershaw. They're comedians, they're writers, and they're also best friends who are obsessed with women's sports. Kind of like I'm becoming obsessed with women's sports. <laughs> you sort are. Of, kind you of. Are. A little you bit. Are. You are. They're exploring all things queer, trans, and women-focused in the world of sports. And in each episode, they'll cover the latest games, debate pressing issues, and review how they're all really horny for basically everyone in the game. This is every time I talk to someone who's a fan of women's sports, like a genuine fan of women's sports, not like a newbie like me. They're like, horny, 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 horny. I'm horny for all of them. I know. They're always crushing on people in the game. But that's why it's like we need a podcast that's not us to kind of tell us what we're supposed to care about, who we're supposed to care about, who's hot and who's sexy and who we're paying attention to. Yes, and that's what Jocular is for. Friends and experts will join to share their takes on sports ranging from women's basketball to soccer to power slapping. I don't even know what power slapping is, but I'm in. So tune in every Friday for new episodes of Jocular on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts now. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it, it can't be, su- there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments, and get it to my apartment in no time. 
If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Suzanne Summers has come up recently. I know. Did we call her a who or a them? I forgot. I think we called her a who. I think we called her a who. This might have been on the Patreon. Now they're starting to bleed together. You better subscribe to the Patreon so you know what we're talking about because I don't know what we're talking about ever. <laughs> so Suzanne Summers, vintage, perhaps arguably a them, definitely was in her heyday. She does these live Facebook live like shows about her jewelry or something. Her like, regularly. jewelry line. About- and and makeup line like lifestyle stuff and she does them regularly yeah it's a thing it's called live shopping which i think has become yes. kind of a trend online you can google it it's interesting it's kind of like qvc but anyone can do it it's, real, it's kind of interesting yes and she's been a celebrity who loves selling shit oh for, she you know, loves probably, to sell shit probably at this point the majority of her career she's like been doing that more than she's acted i would argue know? that she loves to she loves to sell the shit more than she loves to even make or even represent shit like she yeah. loves the act of selling shit more than she gives a shit whether you buy her poncho you know yeah or what like, a, or how to wear a poncho or whatever she should be a real estate agent. You know, like you show up to something with her, like you've bought a house in two seconds. You've been right. pressured to buy a house in two seconds. She's so good at selling stuff. what happened here? So she's doing this show in her house in Palm Springs and her husband is there and is behind the camera because you can hear his voice. As she's selling her shit, she's like showing off this makeup or something. Just, you can play the clip, but this guy enters the home and she hears a noise and her husband is like, oh, it's nothing, it's a frog. She's like, no, I hear someone. Somebody, is somebody here? Just the frog. I just heard a person. Really? Huh? Are you here? Are you here? I'm here. Oh, come here. Hi. I'm sorry. I was a slightly terrified over there for a second. Why were you terrified? I'm not even sure. I, there were goats following me, and... Um, Who and are you? I'm Aaron Carpenter. Um, I don't know. Have you heard of me? No. no. Oh, How did okay. you get here? How? Um, a friend led me up this hill, and then I came down. Oh. And okay, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is our house. But anyway, I, you don't scare me. I've they, seen pictures of this yeah. house before. Yeah, you shouldn't be yeah. here. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a scary person whatsoever. I know, I'm, but I'm, very, I'm not used to people being on our property. I'm sorry, I didn't realize okay. it was a property. Yeah, and we're doing a show right now. Yeah. I apologize. Okay, all right. So can you go I home? I do a show every all right. all day long. <laughs> do you know what to do? Go down the hill. Just keep walking down the hill. Okay. Alan, could you show him the door? She turns and looks off camera, and she starts talking to this person. His, I think he said his name is Alex Carpenter. People are like, it's the video star. It's like, no, it's not. It's the YouTuber. It's not. It's just a, it's, it's a random guy. I think he's probably some sort of criminal. Or he could just be somebody who needs help is lost maybe somebody who is you know mentally ill maybe got in the wrong place wrong time i mean it's and she's being not defined it's like it's It's not not clear that he's trying to break into our house and the way that he responds is kind of like i'm just here which is like he must be confused too maybe but he also is like clearly a fan of hers like he knew this was suzanne summer's really like that's weird yeah he's like oh yeah i know like my friend i know all about this house i've seen this house and i've watched your stuff like there's he says weird stuff Uh and like but she keeps her cool in a way that's extremely admirable and no that's what the thing is it's not like that's what the story is the story is not like oh somebody broke into suzanne summer's house who cares the the what's interesting is that she was live on air and like diffused the situation like she literally is jodie foster in a movie that i know jodie foster plays a hostage coordinator in hasn't she played one she's got to have played one who's the most iconic hostage um coordinator in film are you confusing Halle Berry as the as the nine one one operator? I'm just saying, like, who is? I'm confusing everything. But who is? For a while, every movie had a hostage coordinator who would be like, "Okay, we're gonna give you a a suitcase full of 
uh, you know, birds if you just let them go. We'll give you a million dollars. We'll give you a, a whipped cream sundae and we'll just let them go. You know what I mean? Like they would be like, what do you want? That was in every movie. I am just going to go ahead. She's sort of a hostage negotiator in Inside Man, but she's not. But she is. She kind of is. She's sort of like. Who is the most iconic hostage negotiator in film? That we can Connie Britton. Well, she's a 911 operator, so never mind. No, um. no, in no, not Connie Britton. In like 90s films when there was like a million of them. Kevin Spacey, unfortunately. Like who was the negotiator in the negotiator? <laughs> the negoti- was it Kevin Spacey or Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> who was the negotiator in the negotiator? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. The negotiator in the negotiator is Samuel L. Jackson. Kevin Spacey is also a negotiator, but I think he's the bad guy negotiator. I haven't seen the negotiator, but you know. <laughs> but let me give you some advice. Never say no to a hostage taker. It's in the manual. Now, are, are you going to tell me no again? No, I'm not. No, at, wrong answer. Eliminate I no from the vocabulary, Polly. Never use no, don't, won't, or can't. All right? It eliminates options. The only option that leaves is to shoot someone. Understand? Uh, yes. Yes, yes good. See, yes is good. She keeps her cool, and she tells this person, you know, um, you know, oh, who are, oh, what, who are you? Are you lost? How did you get in here? And then she's like, who are you? Was I think the third question she asks, but she's nice to him. Like there's, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a celebrity thing, but there's like a familiarity to the she's experience. She's diffusing. Like, she's like very actively diffusing the situation in a way that I have not seen since. So Suzanne Summers is doing her best Jodie Foster and she diffuses the situation so elegantly. It's like, it's thrilling to watch and it's also incredibly scary because you get the sense that she's like dealt with um, kind of creepy people before. Like, oh, creepy for, people are who you are obsessed kidding? With her. Of course she's Suzanne she has. Summers. Of course she has. She's definitely and like, dealt whereas, with creepy like, people. Number one, a stalker type person wouldn't come into my house. But if they did, I would be scared to death and scream and throw a fit. But like, so just watching it, you're it's it's like very well because she knows she's inspiring. also on camera. She's so good I at think it. She also knows she's live on TV. It's it's it is like a little bit of a performance too. She but has which, which makes it it's even which adds crazier. pressure, but also like I'm not sure if that makes her more at ease or or less at ease because yeah. it's like oh my god because I would be thinking oh my god I'm about to get killed on camera. Yeah, she does like, an amazing I don't job. Even know. And every once in a while she'll look at the camera. She make eye contact and right. make like a face, like oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. She's and her husband as is like, good. Okay. She's as good as Denzel Washington as Detective Keith Frazier in the in in Inside Man, two thousand six's in Inside, Inside Man. Man, directed by Spike mm-hmm. Lee. That's how good she is. <laughs> in which Jodie Foster does a little negotiating. I'm not yeah, sure she's a negotiator. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. But she does negotiate. Yes. I think that's what you were thinking of. Yes. She is a power broker who becomes involved at the request of the bank's founder. She's calm. Who is played by, cool. is played by Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Who's a Nazi. Who? Okay. Well, he just died. It was my point. It's very sad. Well, that's the... Well, that's the... The, <laughs> the, the like, funny so... connection between... The funny connection between that and... The Sound of Music is that in The Sound of Music, he's like very anti-Nazi. And in Inside Man, he became rich because of the Nazis. Right. Okay, got it. You had to explain that because I think people think you just called him a Nazi, but you didn't. Oh, no. And that's what he's trying to cover up. And that's what Jodie Foster susses out from him. But what Jodie does in that movie, the character is all about like being put in moments of peril and staying calm, cool, collected throughout. Right. Icy. So now you understand my reference. It was roundabout, but we did get there. Totally. We got there, we understand it. Hello? Who's this? Let's not get into any names. What matters is what I can offer you. What's that? Well, if I can be assured that certain interests are protected, I might be able to help you get what you came for. I doubt that. Tell me about these interests that you're trying to protect. Why don't you let me worry about that? Now, what is it you were hoping to get out of all this? Rich, of course. Of course. This is crazy. You found this in Life and Style. Her crib is crib of the week. Maybe she should keep her crib out of Life and Style. I just happened to be reading all the tabloids on Saturday afternoon. I was just sitting on the couch flipping through all of them. And there was Suzanne Summers on the crib sheet. 8.5 million house, 7 bedrooms, 10 bathrooms, 7,200 square feet. And it's the crib of the week. Notice, it's not like I know a ton about Suzanne Summers, but I think what everyone really knows is she is iconic for having an estate in Palm Springs. Like she is a pro- she's like a star of Palm Springs. And it's in a mountain, so it's like the iconic thing about it that they call out. It's like, and she 
And even in the video, she's like, do you know how to get out of here? Because it's it's kind of a maze. It's you have up to take high, a lift. It's precarious. You just take a lift? And so, well, you can. I think you don't need to, but there's like a weird elevator that takes you from the base up to the front door. And I think you can climb steps, but like, oh, but it also has this luxury where they have a lift for it. So whoever like a, got in call, there uh, had to really go through a lot of weird. Yes. It's not like this easy. It's not easy. Yeah. And so that's, I think this sort of helped. I help, I was able to visualize what happened whenever this showed up in my life and style because I was like, oh, wow, this is sort of like the middle of nowhere and it's very rocky and hilly and strange and like hidden in a way. Like you have to be looking for this house to find this house is right. what it seems like. Wait, she's selling it. She's selling it. That's so sad. She'll make she'll make 8.5 million bucks for it. Well, she bought the land in 1993 for only $190,000. So she stands to make a nice profit. Anyways, she's selling <laughs> what it. What a steal. Yeah. What a steal. Maybe that guy was getting a tour from a real estate. Maybe he was interested in buying it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. It's completely hidden and secluded. There isn't even an address out in front. The owners are Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill. And of course, because of their personal fame, they were eager for privacy. They saw it the first day it came on the market and fell in love with it halfway up the hill in the funicular. You drive up a long drive and there's a funicular to greet you. All you do is you enter the funicular and you push a button and it glides right up the hill. You can also go up the staircase, of course, but the funicular makes it easy. Lil Uzi Vert, is he a who or that? I think he's a who. That's why we're talking about him. Yeah, I just think there's a there's a case there's a case to be made, but yeah, let's call him a who. Let's call him a who. This is a who we thing that he did though. He literally spent twenty seven million dollars on a diamond. He saved up. He said over since like two thousand seventeen for literally a pink diamond. It's pink, right? Art imitating life or life imitating art. This is little Uzi Vert's newest jewel implanted in his forehead. He didn't lie. He just took it a step further. It's pink and it's long. So it's, it's a long huge oval pink. fucking diamond. And he got it, and I'm literally, I'm about to throw up. Saying, he got it implanted into his head. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh. The GQ thing, which I'm going to read against my better judgment, which is the the GQ description of this, oh, because they explain. Sorry, I'm already like, I'm already like. Uh. The pro- I know, it's going to make me throw up. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up on my. We're not throwing up. Like, the aesthetics of it is kind of cool, because he actually is inspired cool. by Pokemon, which I thought was cool. Like, yes. isn't there a Pokemon with a diamond or like a headpiece, kind of, that he's inspired by yes he is the pokemon sneasel has a little diamond like thing in his <laughs> forehead That's what... their forehead <laughs> right no no i could not give up no if you choose me i'll never leave some of us play with fire wow. some of us live down in the sea some only come out at night for yes. daytime is when they get their sleep some need trees and leaves just <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert is an out and proud Pokemon fan, so there are connections. I don't know that he's explicitly said I was inspired by Sneasel, but like... Well, he he's used a lot of kind of like Japanese anime kind of like influences in his career. And so people kind of like were thinking about the connection between like literally putting a diamond in your head. Anyways, we're, I'm not grossed out by like the aesthetics of it all. I'm just grossed out by the actual physical kind of surgery, the, 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 the implantation of it. I'm sorry, we were probably grossed out. You're probably like... We haven't even said kind of like what it, what it, how it works, but it, the idea of it is really gross. Sorry, it it's just maybe is. like an inch and a half long this diamond, Ugh. and it's embedded into his forehead, like yeah. it looks like skin wrapped around it. It's like it's carrots. like intense. Also, it's newish, so it hasn't like healed fully. Like it's probably gonna look different once the skin around it kind of gets used to what's going on there. But listen to this. So this is from GQ. Piercer Sean Dowdle told GQ that it's possible to embed gems pretty much anywhere on the body using small metal oh, posts. Stop. I'm oh, just going to... Small metal posts with a thin, wide base that gets anchored under the skin. <laughs> yeah, the te- like, the my technique... head is in my hands. I... <laughs> the technique, which is called a microdermal or transdermal implant, <laughs> depending on the size of the anchor foot, exposes a threaded <laughs> post... 
a threaded stop, stop, post stop. that jewelry can yeah. be screwed onto. It typically only works for objects to be about eight millimeters. Uzi's pink diamond is much larger than that. This is the line that I'm going to spew all over this microphone. A bigger, heavier gem okay. risks bending the post or causing infection in one of the better scenarios. The worst, here we go. The worst scenario? No, I don't want to hear it. If he got hit in the face, <gasps> it would rip half his forehead okay, off. Okay, okay, Dowdle stop, 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 stop. Okay, stop, please. I'm I'm so gross. So that's the aesthetic. It looks cool, but when you dig into how it works, D- you're don't like, say dig I want to <laughs> <laughs> So he's getting a lot of press for it. He's being very funny. I love the tweet from a few days ago where he said, I'm literally trying to turn into a diamond. He's being really funny. He knows it's absurd, which is kind of like what is great about it. It's like... This is next level aesthetic shit right here. This is next level mm-hmm. like, you know, this is beyond. It's like, oh, you want a big chain with like, that's you want a million dollar chain or whatever. This is the next level. He's literally taking a $24 million diamond and putting it on his body forever. Yeah. And he made a joke like he didn't want to lose it. He's like, if you had a diamond for $24 million, you wouldn't want to lose it. <laughs> like, but I, I, I think it's also like important to note that like he, um, this isn't some desperate like act of uh to get attention it's not out of desperation like he's doing really well as from a career perspective like yeah in that way it's not really two albums last year right he's fine he's totally fine and he's kind of a he's kind of like prestige music people music people love him you know like music writers well you mentioned he's work he's working with grimes that's why she was responding to his tweets or whatever they're working together on some song or whatever so she like loves him which is so perfect. She's like, oh, doing something doing something weird to your body? Let's get brain chips together. And he goes, I'm ready. When are we doing it? And she goes, let's aim for chips by 2022. It's experimental surgery, but if it succeeds, we'll have the knowledge of the gods. Ha-ha. I have to say, like, anyone else saying let's get brain chips is like a joke. But Grimes saying it, considering who she's married to, is not a joke. She's looking at the brain chips as she's typing that. That, that's too close. That's too close to the idea that you actually could get brain chips or that there, that you know about brain chips being made that you could get. So, But Grimes goes, let's aim for chips. But whenever she said that, Lil Uzi responded, okay, I will call you for more detail. And the thing <laughs> is, like, that's not bullshit. He called her for – there's no way he didn't call her – for more details. I think he I think they're both like half joking, but what but what I'm thinking, but it's it is real to me as a spectator that's thinking if anyone's going to make like a brain chip or even has thought about it in detail before, it is like Grimes and Elon Musk, so I'm not surprised or whatever. But I'm sure it, I think it was meant as kind of a a stick, a joke. Last month, Musk told users of private app Clubhouse that Neuralink recently used its nanotechnology to implant a chip into a monkey's brain, which he claims allowed the animal to play video games using only its mind. I'm sorry, did the monkey tell you that? How would you know? Well, they watched the monkey play video games. The monkey was like, you know, playing Assassin's Creed. Okay, no. All right. Okay, this took a this took a darker turn than it already was, but at least I'm not having the, at least I'm not throwing up, you know. We can end it. We can end with this. So I went to his Wikipedia just to see like if if this had been put on his Wikipedia yet. It got bullets under personal life. It got its own bullet. His personal life section on Wikipedia says four personal life. Four point one controversies. Four point two legal issues. Four point three feuds. Four point four forehead diamond. <laughs> forehead diamond. What's next? I just want to read the headline and we don't need to talk about it. Okay. Okay. It's from the sun wedding or sweet 16. Justin Duggar, 18 and fiance Claire demand AirPods and Sephora and Chick-fil-A gift cards in bizarre wedding registry. What do you expect from people who get married young? What do you think they want? You think they want China? Do you think they want tablecloth? No, they want Chick-fil-A gift card, Sephora gift card, AirPods. I would love an Outback Steakhouse gift card. I would love a Cheesecake Factory gift card. Did you? That, that was my favorite weekend meme where it was like <laughs> the video of him going through that like Hall of Mirrors, you yeah. know, looking very concerned. But the caption was <laughs> your Cheesecake Factory host guiding you to your table. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did that and captioned it um, looking, for a, the, looking for a bathroom at the Grove, which is a very LA specific <laughs> joke. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think this this registry is perfect. They want a 20, but it's what's funny to me is the price, the the choices. So $25 to Sephora, only $25, $50 to Chick-fil-A. Okay, you can get a lot for that. 
uh, $50 to the Cheesecake Factory, which, okay. Olive Garden for 25 only. That's like one person. Happy for them. Actually, I'm not happy for them. I don't care. I don't care about them. But I think that their list is fine. <laughs> happy for them. Who wouldn't win any of those things? <laughs> the, I just, I'm still laughing at the idea Olive Garden for $25. What are you getting at Olive Garden for $25? You're getting like, I guess, unlimited salad and breadsticks You're getting and an tip? entree. Yeah, barely. You can't even cover the tip. You can't even cover the tip for $25. So who's going to Olive no. Garden by themselves? Ask for at least $50 to Olive Garden. Don't you want to go with your I husband? Know. Aren't you getting married? Isn't that the point of this? <laughs> okay, let's talk about Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the who queen. Tens of people want to know all about the What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Is Rita flopping? <laughs> She's in her flop era. Wait, Rita's like, in her flop era. That's the thing. It's like, is, but Rita has been flopping this whole time. <sighs> okay. Rita has been flopping this entire time, but we kind of leave her alone and she has moderate success. But now Rita is getting the ire of the fandom and they're saying, you're flopping, you're flopping, you're flopping. But it's like this active accusation versus and also also she's more famous than she was when we started yes, like yes, the yes, more yes, famous yes, you yes, get yes, 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 the yes. the more careful you have to be she can't be she can't be this like devil may care celebrity anymore she's too famous you know yes yes, yes she's yes, gonna yes, get yes. in trouble whenever she fucks up and now she's fucking up well it's been it got worse she not okay so first of all just considering from what we Continuing from what we talked about last week, people are saying everyone in Australia is pissed because she got led into Australia to tape the mass Singer. And a lot mm -hmm. of people who live in Australia are still trying to get back into Australia to, like, go home, essentially. And there's this huge – there's this massive quarantine process. And the reason mm -hmm. why they're stuck is because there's only so many people that they can have quarantining at a time. You know, like, it can't just be unlimited. They have only so many hotel rooms that they can put they people They put people in, in hotels for two for weeks. Two weeks. Right. And you can't leave the room. The point is, is that Rita got, Rita essentially jumped the line of whatever process this is. And people were like, that's kind of fucked up. You're taking up a bed in quarantine and somebody is is literally stranded. An actual Australian is stranded and they can't get home. And she got obviously Lux treatment. Like she not only took someone's spot, she took someone's spot in like the best a possible really hotel nice room. A really nice hotel. A $500 In which to spend two weeks. Penthouse, right. And then on top of all of this. I thought, do we think Rita thought that she was going to distract people by releasing new music or does she not even care? Blah, blah, blah. She puts out uh, the promo for an EP that is coming out this week, Friday, called Bang. She's working with David Guetta. She's working with like a bunch of like actually interesting producers. Could be good. Mm -hmm. Could be something. But the aesthetic of it, the cover of this <sighs> EP, she looks just like. Rena, who has fans who are like, let's say, Charlie XCX fans, or at least adjacent to that, immediately clock it as being looking just like Rena. Rena yes. is a pop star, Sawayama, Rena Sawayama, who is great, but kind of like uh, under the radar in many ways. Mm -hmm. You know? We've almost talked about her a lot. People are like, people call in and they say, who is she? And it's like, there's really nothing. We've gotten 1,000 calls about who is she. She's Rina a who, Sawayama, but she's not really like, hooey. There, she's not hooey because she doesn't really she just makes good music there's nothing like kind of notable to say beyond she makes great music and she's cool but like, she really is funny because she is a good representation of a pop a pop musician who's not really a pop star in a way like this is a big mm -hmm. thing where it's like people always associate pop music with pop, pop stardom and think that when people make pop music they have to be super 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 famous big pop star stuff but there are people out there making pop music who aren't big pop stars does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They're just pop yeah. musicians. And she she's great. Her music is fantastic. It's kind of like reminiscent of like TRL, like a lot of people call it's it like, like 90s, TRL yeah. core or whatever, which is fantastic. She mixes kind of genres in a cool way. But anyway, she has a very specific look and Rita is ripping it off like fully. And the fact that her I mean, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't help matters that Rita is one letter away from Rena. Oh, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's so... Right. It's just it's just particularly egregious. And when you look at them side by side, it's like there's no question. Well, not only is she and ripping off like a specific thing, she's ripping off like many different types of things. Like somebody uh, tweeted kind of the 
palette of Rena that Rita is pulling from. And it's pretty mm-hmm. conclusive to me visually that this looks just like something that Rena would do. You know what I mean? There is no way in hell that Rena's album arts, Rena's aesthetics were not involved in like the mood board as this Rita cover was being developed by the designer. Like there's just no way. It's just funny because it's almost like Rita quote unquote can't catch a break, but I almost feel like she keeps throwing herself into traffic. Like I'm not even saying like she can't catch a break, like leave her alone. It's like Rita, like why are you doing everything she does is like controversial because she just keeps on making choices that are like insane. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, and TBD on whether or not this does anything to her. Like, I still feel won't. like she's not famous enough for it to matter. Yeah. You know? Rita does kind of need groundswell for, like, kind of to be critically loved. And this is not going to help, is what I'm saying. Otherwise, she's just kind of known as this, like, UK pop singer. You know what I mean? She's more famous mm-hmm. there than she is here. And it must be said. <laughs> must be said. What yes. Yes, she's copying Rena, but like it's truly the budget low rent version of Rena. Also, like thank God when you compare them, Rena's is like seven thousand times better than what Rita did. This knockoff, it truly is a knockoff. Right. It is a knockoff. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't looking forward to hearing whatever this was because mm-hmm. you know re- new totally. Rita, new Rita music. She filmed this at Cotswold or whatever. Filmed it, recorded Cotswold. it, wrote it at Cotswold. Cotswold. She she recorded it back when she was uh, abiding by quarantine guidelines <laughs> you know True. remember that yeah so that was a weird turn of events for rita right off her australian controversy she announces music and gets dragged by rena fans just mm-hmm. one thing after another you know the other headlines that she got were like she scrubs her instagram and people were you know the the gut reaction is in response to this controversy but no that's what artists do now they scrub their instagram yeah she's releasing new music before they so release their new era right you know? she's like doing a new aesthetic thing for her release i don't they think all yeah. do this rita aura finally deletes post about doing nothing on her birthday <laughs> so that's funny because people were like get rid of this post stop talking about this you clearly did something on your birthday you liar she finally got rid of it as part she of finally got rid an of aesthetic it. cleanse and we finally got rid of this episode. Oh, we are done. Thank wow. you for listening to another episode of the podcast. Call it at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday episode. We may play them on a future episode, if not this one. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for the Rita theme song. And, oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love that. Support us on Patreon.com slash Who Weekly. Heard of it. We get twice weekly bonus episodes, an occasional newsletter. And uh, that's it. See you on Friday. Bye. You will drain us. Today's episode of Who Weekly was brought to you by The CW. The two-hour premiere event of Superman and Lois airs Tuesday, February 23rd, or you can stream free next day on The CW app.